Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 23. Verse 13 says, Woe to you, scribe and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses, and as a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Now this is the first of what will be eight woes, quote, unquote. These eight warnings stand in a stark contrast to the eight beatitudes that we read of in Matthew 5. This passage and its opposite in Matthew are the realities of two lives, both of which dwell in the knowledge of the true and living God. Yet they differ in their reactions to that truth and thus they receive in themselves a vastly different quality of life. Jesus condemns herein not only the actions of such a life, but literally condemns the individual from whom they emanate. He does not do so because he's void of love for these men, but rather because they were more than anyone else without excuse. They knew better. They knew the truth and had refused to be humbled by it. Jesus bluntly calls them hypocrites. Literally, play actors. Quote unquote. They were posers who were playing at the game of religion, yet never knew God personally, nor did they respond to his directions and commands. They would literally shut up the kingdom of heaven by their actions, while pretending to be the guides to the blind. They would ultimately deter others from the truth, and would fail even to come into the kingdom themselves. Notice that kingdom here in this passage was not something future, but something that was present for them and us today. Despite their overt and outward pious actions, these folks were the ones to whom Jesus would later say, depart from me, I never knew you. Sadly, it is often the religious leaders who are the greatest deterrent to the gospel and or discipleship. It seems that these individuals are not necessarily purposing in their hearts or scheming to work evil, but they have allowed compromise and pride and self to push out the Holy Spirit. And now they are just left going through the motions. Like cheerleaders who are continuing to cheer, unaware that the game has ended and all the players have left the field a long time ago. Truthfully, Christ was here in expressing anger, but also sorrow. The word woe has in it both the idea of wrath and pity. It no doubt broke his heart to have to condemn these individuals, but ultimately he was left with no other choice if he has to truly be a good shepherd. Verse 14 says, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Because you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you don't enter in yourselves, neither do you allow those who are entering into to enter. Throughout these woes, Jesus uses the scathing term hypocrite. This is the person who never gets around to looking at himself and his own heart and would bristle with indignation 
That's such a suggestion while shooting back. Yeah, well, you need to look at yourself. There are no limits to the length and the depth. Such an individual will go once he begins to harden his heart. It is a road that will lead down a trail that is littered with the lives of individuals who got lost in their hatred and pride. Such folks are never satisfied with their own rebellion. No, they eventually strike out to recruit the vulnerable, the spiritually immature, and the disgruntled. All to legitimize their own actions. They will, of course, take out the weakest of folks, even the likes of widows, while feigning a super holy stance. Verse 15, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel around by sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he comes, becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of Gehenna as yourself. The modern versions say, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. What is so very important to these individuals is recruiting to the cause, you see. In order to lend credence to their own actions and emotions and position, these that Jesus himself has called hypocrites will go to extreme lengths to indoctrinate any and all that they might find and exploit them for their cause. Note the term proselyte. proselyte. This is someone who held a set of beliefs at one time but were convinced to believe otherwise. These, which Jesus so radically condemns, were not in the business of winning new souls, nor were they interested in building others up in the realm of discipleship. No, the whole of their existence, whether they know it or not, is to empower a prideful and often disgruntled leader, unwitting pawns in a religious power struggle. And once these individuals have fallen prey to the web of deceit, those who began this cascade effect begin to slowly take advantage of these new recruits and exploit their vulnerability. They begin to itch the ears, if you will, of those who are of limited mental awareness, those mentally medicated, those in crisis who are seeking answers, those who are angry at society and or the legal system, the disgruntled, the anti-somethings, the seekers of power, credibility, the disenfranchised. All of these folks stand ready to embrace their false leaders because they, quote, fulfill the needs of their flesh, end quote. They tell them what their itching ears want to hear. 2 Timothy 4, verse 3 and 4 says, For the time will come when they will not listen to sound doctrine, but having itching ears will heap up for themselves teachers after their own lusts, and will turn away their ears from the truth and turn away to fables. Verse 16 of our Texas day says, Woe to you, you blind guides, who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the goal of the temple, he is obligated. You blind fools. Which is greater, the gold or the temple which sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is obligated. You blind fools. Which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. He therefore who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who has been living in it. 
He who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Now, one of the great ploys that these hypocrites utilize is the rewriting of scripture. And they twist and they shout and they, they wiggle and they dance, all in an attempt to tell you what God said that he didn't really mean, what scripture instructs is misinterpreted, and that plain words are misunderstood, and what is really meant, well, is obviously what they believe. It's revisionist Bible interpretation. And their forms and manifestations, well, they're innumerable. Often these people, as the passage states, the gift is more important than the giver, the offering more important than the altar in which it is offered. They minimize the primary in order to focus on the secondary. They become hyper-focused on certain elements of faith while vastly ignoring foundational truths and critical elements. Spiritual tunnel vision is what we call it. And it is the norm. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dotson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.